Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 474 of the Drunk Treasure Podcast. Most as always, I am Tyler. Join me. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Sir Colonel. I did it my way, Gables. <laughs> what is up, buddy? Man, I'll tell you what. I am so fucking exhausted after this week. Work, pretty much living up to what it is. Pretty, yeah. Pretty much like a so-so in regards to like a covering for people and this and that and stuff. I mean, granted, glad I got a paycheck. I mean. But it's just one of those hard working type of weeks and stuff where it's like you work, you do all this various shit, and then like at the end of the week, you are ready just to conk out for like about fucking 10 hours and stuff. Mm. But other than that, though, gameplay-wise, I had been playing a little bit of stuff on my Switch. Was not able to get Pokemon Legends Arceus like I wanted to, but at the same time, it's not, it's not the end of the world. At least I'll go forth and I'll find it eventually. Yes, it is. <laughs> If you truly did it your way, Gables, you you would have yeah, yeah, no, yeah. What would what would Fred Durst and Frank Sinatra say? <laughs> oh god, they probably would have driven all the way up to like uh, the fucking Nintendo's headquarters. I demand, hey, want Pokemon Legend Arceus, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they would they would have went to Nintendo, killed Chaos, and got Pokemon Legends Arceus. <laughs> People don't know what I'm referring to. Uh, I made Gables because I had to watch it. I didn't really have to watch it, but I watched it. Uh, and I don't know why. Normally, I don't do this, but I watched the uh, new Strangers in Paradise Final Fantasy Origins trailer. That's five minutes long. Mm. And uh, about three minutes in, it gets real good. And I'm like, Gables, you got to watch this with me. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but you'll know when you get there. And my golly, did he know. Uh, about three minutes in, spoiler, uh, just go watch it yourself. Uh, but they just start randomly playing Frank Sinatra's My Way. Uh, and it's fantastic. And I theorized before the podcast that maybe that because in the demo, they started playing the randomly just started playing a limp biscuit song. So my theory is that they decided to get my way for this trailer, but PR got the wrong my way and got Sinatra's instead of Limp Bizkit's I would not doubt version. that at all. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't know if that's true or not, but I, that's what I'm going to uh, believe happened was that um, they got the wrong my way. But I'm fine with this reality, but I would love to be in the ultimate alternate reality when they just double down that Limbiscuit is the Final Fantasy of music. <laughs> Much like Halo, if Halo is now the Xbox Kingdom Hearts of video gaming, where the story doesn't make you gotta you gotta read every book, you gotta play every game, every mobile game, every Halo Wars to understand it. <laughs> you gotta you gotta listen to every album of Limbiscuit. And play with Final Fantasy to understand it. This is where we're at. Kill Chaos. In the end, kill Chaos. Chaos equals Fred Durst. But other than that, though, it's like... I don't know what I just I did there, Gables. I just talked for two uh, minutes, and I don't know where... I just made shit up I, as I, I talked. I could swear that probably some of our listeners <laughs> are just crossing their eyes and trying to cross brain cells now. They, They've they, left. It's, like, what the it's just us. But uh, Gables, they're gone. They're, I killed them. But they're I'm, dead. Chaos was our listeners, and I killed. A lot them. with the update in the news and stuff like that during our whole league, our fantasy league that we got going right here. Mm-hmm. Four games were I was about four games were bid on and stuff like that, but because of notification issues and some that both of us were not aware of, yeah, I end up actually thing. like bidding on a couple, like four games and stuff like that, actually winning. I spent a total of like maybe ten dollars at most, and I ended up. Yep. I ended up uh, getting Moss Book Two. Neon White, Ollie Ollie World that releases not too long from now, and like the last one is like the 
like uh, the Little Devil or something of that sort. The I don't know. Fuck. It's the one that was little uh, little, little devil inside. Yeah, little devil inside the game that was showcased in that yeah. uh, last PlayStation Direct. But uh, yeah, I I know I am pretty happy in regards to going through with uh, the yeah. picks that I did end up getting. Neon White obviously was the number one that I wanted to try to get because that game actually looks pretty good. It looks. Yep, you you put a whole five bucks down on yeah. that one. Yep. Yeah. So you got Neon Light for five dollars. All the other world for two. Moss. Book two for one, and Little Devil Inside for two. Um, yeah, so I, I looked at my emails. I didn't get an email about it. So there's the way we have set up our league is that I think it's like Saturday th- through Tuesday we bid mm-hmm. on whatever, and we put we put down a, a it's a it's a silent it's a it's a silent bid. Um, but after from Wednesday to Saturday, we have we it will tell us. So if I bid on a game, it'll tell it'll tell me. On like Wednesday, that Gables or if I bid on a game, it'll say it'll tell Gables on Wednesday, hey Tyler bid on this game, but it will will not tell him the amount that I bid. So then he has to uh, he can counter bid if he wants, but I could have bid t- two bucks and he wouldn't know. Right. So if he's been if he if he bids thirty, he wins it, but he loses thirty bucks and he'll never know what I bid. But it's supposed to let us know. I'm guessing we have to go to the website to check because I got no emails about it. Uh, so I had no idea that Gables even bid on anything until right before the podcast. So yeah, Gables yeah, got those would... four. Which to be fair, I don't think I, I I don't I think all the other world and Neon Light I might have counterbid you on, but the other two I wouldn't right. have. But uh, I I bid on something. I let Gables know I bid on something, and and uh, in four days yep. he'll find out what it is. But he does not know how much I bid. But I can't wait for him to find out what I bid, and if he decides to counterbid me or not. But right now. Um, we're not going to do this every week, but we, it's a brand new thing we're doing. And I figured every so often we'll, we'll maybe like every couple weeks, every once a month, we'll update you guys. But as of right now, it is, uh, uh, we've, we each, you know, we each drafted 20 games. If you, if you saw the podcast, uh, Gables has now added four games to his, we get 32 spots. So now, now he has 24 spots filled so far. He's only had one game come out Windjammers two that's sitting at a 77. Mm -hmm. So we got seven points as of right now, I've had um, three of my games come out. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which I'll talk about a little later. Uh, I got an 84, so I got 14. A Rainbow Six Extraction. Every time I look at it, it keeps yep. losing points. Uh, it's down to it's now I've only got two points out of it. And then Nobody Saves the World, sitting at an, uh, an 80, so I got 10 points now. I actually did play that for I got put put a solid five hours into that. So right now, uh, I'm just crushing him. It's 26 to seven. Um, Gables, you might as well and steady wins um, the race. So I'm going to do the best yeah, that I can yeah. in regards to scouting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're gonna do some scouting. I got some. I hired some people. We're gonna look <laughs> into it. But the next, the next, I was telling Gables before the show. The next month, we we uh, that we have a combined ten games coming out that are on our yeah. list so far. And uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of them are mine. Four of them are of his. So um, it'll be pretty crazy. So yeah. So I got Dying Light two, um, Sifu. Uh, Total War, uh, Warhammer 3, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, The Witch Queen, and Grand Chismo 7, Gables has Triangle Strategy, Elden Ring, uh, King of Fighters 15, and All the Other Worlds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, should be a pretty fun little stretch here coming up. So, um, we're blowing, we're, we're blowing through our draft picks fairly quickly. Yeah, we here, are right? actually. Yeah, but that's, that's part of the draft. Draft, we can't drop, we can't drop any games that we draft. So, you know, you guys, sometimes you got to play safe with those games. So, um, 
Yeah, right now I'm just dominating up by 19 points early on, you know, one month in. So uh, hopefully we can keep that pace going. Uh, but we'll see. But uh, anyways, here, this is the Drunk Dressers podcast where we talk about video games and I drink some beer every so often. Uh, not really digging this beer. I got a, it's a Confluence uh, Des Moines IPA. Okay. Um, not loving it. Not loving it. But it, it's hitting the spot. I did realize, though, uh, a little bit ago, I did not eat dinner tonight. So it's, it's hitting a little harder. Uh, than normal. It's also at seven percent alcohol, uh, so um, kind of high percentage, yeah. and I'm on a, I'm on an empty stomach. So uh, not the smartest idea as you've ever done. <laughs> um, I'm probably as soon as this podcast is over, it is midnight already my time. Um, Gables and I spent the last like four hours just bullshitting on Skype uh, and watching wrestling. So um, I'm probably gonna. I got a bag of steel chips in there. I'm probably gonna smash that whole bag before we're <laughs> bed. Uh, <laughs> but anyways. Uh, this, like I said, Drug Treasure Podcast, where we talk about video games. Um, so let's get into some news here, Gables. Um, not a lot going on, to be honest with you. Kind of a, you know, this is what we ex- expect from a January. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't get the Activision Blizzard game bought by Microsoft very often. Um, once in, uh, never that happens. Uh, so we talked about last week, we had the, uh, the MPDs for 2021 mm-hmm. uh, all together, but we didn't have the December ones. So I thought it would be smart to um, go ahead and talk about the December ones. I thought it'd be kind of maybe that smart, but fun. Um, so I went back and looked it up real fast. Um, so here's the top 20 um, for the month of December. Breath of the Wild, number 20, 19, Tsukumana 3D World. Number 18, Goshima. Number 17, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 16, Forza Horizon 5. Number uh, 15, Just Dance 2022. Uh, it's still weird for me to say that. Uh, 14, Far Cry 6. Uh, 13, Minecraft. 12, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate actually jumped from 21 to, tw- uh, to 12. I just want to wow. mention that. Uh, FIFA 22, 11. Uh, number 10, Animal Crossing New Horizon. Number 9, NBA 2K22. Number 8, uh, Mario Superstars. Mario, Mario Party Superstars. Sorry. Number seven, Miles Morales. Number six, Mario Kart 8. Uh, number five, Battlefield 2042. Number four, Madden NFL 22. Number three, stick sticking at the va- exact same spot it was in November, Pokemon Brilliant Dying Shining and Pearl. Number two, brand new game. Only brand new game on this list. To be fair, it's December. Not a lot of new games come out. Halo Infinite. And number 11, or number one, sorry, Call of Duty Vanguard. So, um... I don't know. Not a, lot, not a lot of surprises here. Like I said, only one new game, Halo Infinite. Um, you know, Mar- Pokemon sticking at that spot, number three. No real surprise. I mean, I don't know. We got what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Nintendo games in the mm-hmm. top 20. Um, okay, I just. Uh, number tw- Super Mario 3D World jumped from 29 to 19. Uh, it's very rare you see games pop back up into the top right. 20. Um, usually once they fall out, they stay out, but it's, I, I always find those interesting. It's kind of like, well, what's the, uh, what's that workout switch game? Oh, Ring uh, Fit Adventure. Ring Fit. Remember that, like, there was that month, like, a couple months into the, into the, the um, what are we in right now? Pandemic. Yeah. That, that thing. Um, like, a couple months into the pandemic, it went from, like, 512th to, like, 12th. Yeah. <laughs> like, because everybody's like, oh, we're stuck at home. Gyms are closed. Uh, I got a, I got this new Switch. I'm tired of playing Animal Crossing. I need to work out. Oh, Ring Fit Adventure. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, 
anything anything you want to add on this one? Okay, Gables? to be perfectly honest with you, there's really nothing too much I can add to it because for one, it's it's fairly straightforward. I mean, these were the type of like sales that we were coming to and expected, you know, having like uh Call of Duty Vanguard being at number one, Halo Infinite. I'm actually surprised to see it at number two, but at the same time, it's one of the more positive Halo games that come out in recent years. But uh it also nothing really rings true in regards to being surprising considering how many sales were going on. So games like Spider-Man Miles Morales have price cuts. Games like Madden had price cuts like for the holiday season stuff in general. So it really wasn't too much of a surprise for like December, but uh, yeah, at the same time, it's definitely a strong showing in regards to the initial launch month for Halo Infinite and definitely for the consistency of Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl so yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just really impressive to see. Like we know this already; we've seen this consistently now this year, where even though a game comes out day one on Game Pass, it still sells very very well. And sometimes maybe being on Game Pass it sells better because of that. Like we've MLB the Show, Outriders, Forza Horizon Five, Halo Infinite. We see consistently these bigger games come out, and they do they come out and they do really well. I mean, obviously we can't. It's 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 Halo when it's Forza to very and Halo being the, it, this has been a very much anticipated Halo game for the most anticipated Halo game since Halo three in 2007. Um, so it's hard to like be too shocked by it, but it's, it's very impressive, especially when, you know, this is like the multiplayer is free to play. So people aren't buying this. This is people just buying essentially the campaign uh, and it coming out. I mean, I know it's, it's December, uh, but still coming out. Number two is very impressive. Um, 13th straight year here. Call of Duty has been the number one selling game of the year. Uh, I think they had number one and two spot as well. Um, I read some notes here. So yeah, like Halo, strong debut despite free to play multiplayer. Like I just mentioned, being on Game Pass. Uh, but as we saw with Forza, players will show up to buy many of the uh, these new games. Um, just kind of want to go through here. Uh, this is pretty funny here. Pokemon is. Pokemon is one of the, is one of a handful of franchises that probably does have an annual consistency of Call of Duty, just fewer assault rifles. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, third best selling game of the of 2021, and it's already one of the best selling games of the year of 2021. That is, um, I want to just run through some of this. I want to kind of look at this as we go here. I'm, I'm reading this as we go for the first time. Um, top ten selling games of December for Nintendo platforms. Uh, one Pokemon. Two Mario Kart, three Mario Party Superstars, which is Mario Party Superstars. That's that's the yes, new one, that's correct? the new one that has the collection of the N sixty four mini games still yeah. have to and it. That just that just came out in October, yeah. right? That early. And it's already it's already it, it was the third best selling game of the month, um, number two the previous month. So I mean, it's yeah, that's cool to see that going. Huh, interesting. Uh, Animal Crossing number four, Smash Bros Ultimate number five, Just Dance. Number six, Mario 3D World. Number seven, um, no, no Metroid. No, no Metroid Dread at all. I like. I'm not. I, I I don't care about Metroid at all. To be honest with you, but it's not like I'm not. I'm not talking. I I people love it. I'm fine with that. Um, I'm just kind of depressed to see that. Like October, it did awesome, and it has not been in the top ten of Nintendo games since October, since this launch month. So. Mm. I don't know. I was kind of bummed out about that. It dropped out of the top 20 uh, overall sales after October. 
and it dropped out of Nintendo's top 10 sales after October. Mm. So I, I just I can't wait till we get to the Nintendo's uh, their quarter quarterly updates we should begin, I think, next month sometime uh, next month or early March. Because um, I, I do want to see what that sold because I really hope that I just want to see it do well because I want people people will seem to love it. Um, and I want, you know, I just want, I want to keep making Metroid games for people. You know, it's the first new Metroid game in what, 15 years. Yep. Uh, I know we got four, we got prime four coming, but yeah, I don't know. I just want, I just want to see that keep coming. Um, you know, call of duty Vanguard number one on PlayStation. No shock there. Uh, we talked about that last week. It was number one and three best selling game of the year for PlayStation, um, uh, with Vanguard and, uh, black ops, cold war. Um, just going, wow, Halo Infinite outsold Call of Duty on Xbox. Wow, um, that's a first. Very impressive. Yeah, very impressive for A, just beating out Call of Duty, but two, being a Game Pass game and beating out <laughs> Call of Duty. So um, Black Ops Cold War was number 10 on Xbox. Um, Black Ops Cold War did not finish in the top 10 on PlayStation, though. So Hey, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, though, finished in yeah. number 10. So that's good. Glad the game's still selling. Uh, please full of a god people buy that game that game is yep. fantastic but yeah i just want to go through that and read that I, I, mpds i love i love talking i love going through them every month it's always interesting kind of just see like because it's hard sometimes you know being in a shit my google chrome is frozen so i'm going to talk through that as fixed yeah there it goes fix stuff but um you know sometimes it's hard sometimes you know when like you know as being like these hardcore gamers we you know listen to podcasts read the news follow twitter blah 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 um, or I know Gables is on Twitter, but I am. Um, but like, you know, as some of that, like, you know, as both of us that we really kind of, you know, we watch a lot of YouTube videos. We, we listen to people. We, we, we listen to the conversations, stuff like that. Sometimes it's just, it's hard because we get stuck in that bubble yep. of like, why do people like, you know, just like call of duty is that bigger deal anymore. Um, or maybe like these, like, it's just hard sometimes you forget about how big things are. Um, and I love MPDs for that reason because it reminds us once a month of just how big, like, even though we bitch about, like, microtransactions like NBA 2K or Madden, even though I love Madden. But, you know, like, people bitch about, and we, like, why do people like, or, like, oh, these things suck or whatever. But, like, they sell so well. Or, like, Call of Duty. Oh, it's a, it's that, that game, that franchise isn't what it used to be, but it's still the biggest franchise yeah. in gaming and stuff like that. But like, I always like MPDs cause it's kind of like, it gives us a little bit of taste of reality of like, no, like these things still do super well. People still love them. Uh, just because it's not in our echo chamber, I guess, for lack of a better term, doesn't mean that they're not popular. Um, that's why I love MPDs. That's why I talk about them every month. Cause it's, I like to have that, that kind of the evidence there. Like, no, there's, there, there's a, there's a, big outset of like offset of like people that a very big offset of people that just they buy the new call of duty every year that like that 2007 ish era excuse me of like video gaming where it was just you know like i have a lot of friends i've talked about like they buy the they might buy they buy two three games a year uh and that's it and like they they would buy like the the big they buy the sports game and they buy the call of duty and maybe the halo and maybe Gears of War, and that's it. Like that, those are the games they buy. Um, and you know that 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 genre still exists. Uh, you know, even with like we see free to play games like Warzone, Apex, Fortnite, shit like that. You know, those things still exist. Um, 
Although I do want to point out that rest in peace uh, to Hyperscape <laughs> from Ubisoft. Um, I do. I, I, I hate doing this, Gables. I just got to okay. talk about it. I love that one of the main guys at Ubisoft, one of the huge thing about how people that, that don't like uh, NFTs just don't get it. And I'm just like, look at Ubisoft. They're chasing this fucking big trend as they chase, you know, free to play online uh, character shooter game, Hyperscape, and watch that die. As we see them with X Deviant, which is their Call of Duty knockoff free to play game coming out here soon. <laughs> and that's probably going to die. Uh, they have another one. Oh, uh, Assassin's Creed Infinite. That's probably going to come out and die. Like the kings of chasing a trend. Uh, not to be outdone uh, by EA and 2K, motherfucking Ubisoft, chasing. Oh, you got a new hardware coming out? We'll put a thing on there. Looking at you, Amazon Luna. Looking at you, Google Play. Um, looking at you, Wii U. Um, we'll just dump a bunch of content on this thing and charge you full price for it. Look at you guys chasing a buck and blowing up in your in your face. Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just had to talk about that. I can't. I. I, I tried to have like a zero MPD talk or MPT. I love talking about MPDs. NFT talk. Sorry. I'm a beer and a half in there. I'm not, I'm not lying. Kicking my ass right now. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, I just, God damn it. I just can't help it. When I read that, I'm like, fuck off. Like the same week they announced hyperscape, uh, which they literally sent out and it just died <laughs> yeah. immediately. Yeah, it did. They, yeah. Oh, you don't understand. No, we understand. Uh, just like you guys understood Hyperscape uh, was a dead game as soon as it came out. But anyways, uh, moving on here. Uh, fuck NFTs. Uh, fuck uh, Hyperscape. I don't feel bad about you. I do want to talk about this. Maybe we should have started with this one, Gables. Um, E3 might not be a thing at all this year. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about it a couple weeks ago. I tried to talk about it, but I, had, I was like, literally dealing with covid and like dying mid conversation and i don't remember my at all like i was like coughing through my conversation uh, of it um yeah so we talked about a couple weeks ago that like the, the physical thing was quietly canceled months ago and they were trying to use like covid as an excuse for not happening uh when they when they announced like so they decided late you know like fall of last year they weren't going to do a public event uh, in 2022, nothing to do with COVID. They just weren't going to do it, whether it's in- incompetence, uh, maybe didn't want to risk uh, paying for a, a arena or whatever. Uh, and then COVID happening and, or something happened, maybe just not selling tickets and then can't get their money back, whatever. Um, so now it sounds like they're just, you know, like much like 2020, you know, a lot of people were thinking, oh, we'll have a, a E3 2021 all over again. Maybe it'll be better though this year. That's the kind of thing we all talked about was like E3 2021. Like I was, I would much rather take what we had despite all the bullshit we had Gables. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at you Capcom, looking at you fucking Borderlands devs, looking at you, everybody else that was an Xbox, um, in Nintendo, um, you know, and Samuel game fest, which isn't part of E3, I guess, but, uh, Sounds like there might just not be an E3 at all this year, which um, it's seems like this is all reportedly from Jeff Grubb. As of right now, it sounds like they're really struggling with getting everybody together and working together to make uh, an E3 this year because it's like 
all these companies are looking like, why would we be a part of yeah. E3? Yeah, really. You're, you're a dying brand. If, if you know, it's like, you know, like you were you were slowly dying, and COVID just kind of sped that up. Um, of you just now, you're dead. Um, so it sounds like Jeff Keighley with the Summer Game Fest uh, is trying to. Uh, he might be taking over the reins of bringing them everybody together and do his best to, like essentially make a Google, Google calendar. The thing that we wanted in 2020, the thing we kind of got in 2021, uh, but maybe it sounds like he'll do a better, uh, hopefully a better job of like just not taking everybody that will put their name, put E3 on their name. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on the fact that maybe E3 is not happening this year and maybe E3 is just not coming back? It doesn't surprise me in the least. I mean, considering from what last year and especially during like 2019 or something like that, the amount of shit and stuff that uh, was present (laughs) inside of uh, the actual E3 convention stuff, we've already known for like over the past few years and stuff that this Electronic Entertainment Expo and stuff was winding on down and stuff in terms of its not only its popularity, but also in terms of like willing companies that wanted to showcase their games during this event in general. So having... Having it not be like a showcase at all, you know, it's it's no surprise. Every company literally has yeah. a, a Nintendo Direct style of uh, video presentation stuff that they want to go forth and put out. The only difference is this time around and stuff, since it's not going to be E3, it's going to be either Summer's Games Fest, or it could be like a week before the event, or it could be a week after like the initial E3 stuff and stuff. But the point being is like gaming companies now if they want to present like a major thing a major gaming thing that get gamers excited they're going to do it whenever they please they'll upload it onto their youtube page or maybe it's going to be an update on one of their social media pages and stuff like that and people will know almost right exactly when as they post it so it for e3 it's a relic of a bygone era i mean this was definitely something that was introduced back around as early as 94 I want to say 1994, and it was the convention stuff that you would walk into the events, or like a CES, or or any other type of major like electronics events and stuff. You would showcase and like show off games. It was smaller in scope in that time frame, but it soon evolved into this huge spectacle that we all remember. Well, most of us remember that grew up in the 90s and the 2000s because it was something we would look forward to literally almost every year, from yeah. reading from gaming magazines to watching on. Then like Zip Davis TV. <laughs> oh, gosh. And there were some definitely some great moments of E3. There were definitely some horrendous moments that we all that most of us seem to remember. Konami. Oh, God, yes, Konami. That that's just one of a oh. 99 nights. Oh, yes. Yes. It's one of a slew of infamous moments inside that whole E3 event history. So it is sad seeing E3. Skittles. Oh, and also Mr. Caffeine. But anyway, <laughs> but the fact remains is, is like, yeah, E3 definitely is winding down. If it ends, it ends. I mean, quite honestly, I'm ready for the thing to pass on in and of itself. But uh, at the same point, you know, it's like for those that are interested in learning about the history and the lore of this whole E3 event and seeing some of the best highs and the best lows of that event, I mean... Definitely go on to YouTube, check out a few videos. Maybe there's some documentary stuff upon the events itself. But 
for those young gamers that are listening into our show and stuff like that, it was literally a, there was literally a time where we would not hear anything remotely common in regards to gaming information, and our slew of gaming information came from gaming magazines, from word of mouth, like from our friends on the playground, or even like certain game shops your uncle that worked in nintendo or the whole infamous oh yeah my uncle works in nintendo and he said this 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 and that you know that old type of shit plus early internet shit where you go on to message boards and stuff and try to learn about new information this and that but uh yeah it was a time where people looked forward every year during one week for video games in that this in that june mindset and uh, we would know for a fact, oh, hey, this is exactly what I want to get in November. Or this is what exactly what I'm going to be getting next year, you know. And <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is what it is. Time moves on and so has E3. Yeah. it's uh, I'm, I'm very sad about it because I love E3. Um, I'm always going to love E3. Um, I know there's a lot of people that I don't, there's a lot of people out there that like, talk shit about it. I don't, I don't really get it because I love it. Like, what, like what's not to love about it? Um, you know, it's just commercialist marketing. I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's still fucking yeah. fun as hell. You know, 100 million people a year watch Super Bowl to literally watch commercials. I don't give a fuck. No about shit. Um, like to watch Dorito and Budweiser commercials for three hours. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I love it. I'm gonna like, if it's gone, I'm, you know, I'm super sad about it. Uh, you know, like I, I, I even with as bad. I will take the lows of last year just to have the, even just a sniff of the highs of what we got. Sunday. Yeah. It's like, you know, and like, it's crazy as you know, like our first podcast ever was us talking about E3. Yes, it was. Um, you know, like we, I remember like us podcasting for a long time and the, the doldrums of the summer uh, where you had like one or two weeks in, in June of just like a crazy amount of content of just all kinds of fucking news dropped. No games were coming out in the summer. No news was in the summer, mm-hmm. maybe some delays. And that was like all I remember like just those first few years of podcasting um, in like 2013, 2014, 2015, like where you got maybe if you're lucky one or two bigger games to talk about, Maybe a little bit of news to talk about, but it was like the whole like the first half of the year was like, here's all the games that got delayed that didn't quite make Q4. Let's talk about those. Here's E3. Nothing until September, <laughs> like mid June to September was just like we just gotta find shit to talk about for an hour. Um, but even just as a gamer, it was just like that was like E3 was the thing that like you had like like out of podcasting, you know, just like as a fan, it was like, that was the thing that you had to like look forward to. That was the thing that was like your motivation that was not motivation, but that was like your boost. You needed to like, here's what to look forward to for the next, you know, year, the next six months. And that's the thing you like, that's what, as a gamer, that's what you fed upon. Um, you know, when like you're sitting there in fucking mid August, you're like, I haven't bought a, I haven't played a new game in like four months. Like, I just want something new to play. And, like, that was the thing you fed upon. Like, all right, cool. We know what's happening the rest of the year. Like, that was, like, that was your calendar yep. right there. It's like, uh, here's all these fun fucking badass games coming. And sometimes, you know, they didn't live up to the hype. Sometimes they got delayed. Sometimes they just, 
we got announced. I never heard about it again. Um, I don't know. I you know, I, I hope that like if Summer Game Fest does take over that, I, I just want. I'm hoping that just takes it over because, like I said, I will take a what we had last year over nothing at all. Like we like 2020 sucked for I mean for a lot of reasons, but even for like just that summer of just like oh, everybody's like oh we're gonna do our own thing this year, and we did our own thing. We're gonna show. We're going to have all these indie events. We're going to have all these smaller events. Um, everybody's going to do their own fucking thing. We're going to see the same, all these games at 10 different events. Uh, just no co- like cohesion, no working together here. It's like if Jeff Keighley could just like, hey, even if it's just like a month, like, hey, we're going to do this. Here's when you're going to do it and just have it. But I would, I would take like, I would love to have like a good four days of just like craziness than even a summer or a month. I would just, I want it. I don't want to lose it. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think like we all like, we talk, we all gamers talk shit about and bitch about it. Um, but I'd rather have the, I'd rather bitch about a bad E3 than have no E3 at all. That's my opinion. Um, so yeah, I just don't, I don't, I just don't get it when people like, like say good, like goodbye, good riddance kind of shit. I'm just like, why? Like what's, what's so bad about it? I don't understand it. Um, but Gables, I want you to kind of take over this one. All right. So you posted this in here. Um, so we've had a lot of stuff going on here with, with PlayStation lately where we've seen like games pop up on the PS5, on like PS5 store and the PS, PlayStation store in general, uh, like PS4, PS3 games with, with prices. We've seen trophies pop up. We've seen all these weird like glitches mm. going on lately. So you put some like. What the fuck is going on? All right, so the article I posted upon was something weird that happened during the last week on uh, the PlayStation Store. Not just the PlayStation Store, but just the uh, PSN in general to where it was like a late Friday night or whatsoever. For some odd reason, there was a glitch where all the PS4 trophies glitched and uh, they were showing PS3. And it, it was just like a random, odd, like, odd type of shit. But uh, it was honestly corrected, like, during the next morning and stuff like that. But at the same time, it puts more fuel to the fire of potential backwards compatibility in regards to, say, PlayStation 3 and older generation of, like, uh, PlayStation games possibly being a part of, like, a supposed Game Pass-like service from PlayStation in general. I mean... Obviously, with, like, the price tags popping up on stores and stuff, seeing PS3 games that are, like, somehow now being shown and all this and all that, it was just more, like, fuel to the fire of, okay, there's something, there's obviously something going on here at the same point, or else why would they go through and have the tags of PS3 trophies, like, on the initial, like, uh, showcase things for their trophy lists, or even regardless of whatsoever. Because even when you go through and check back, upon certain PlayStation trophies you have. You're going to look, you're going to see PS4 stuff, you're going to see PS5 stuff, obviously, but uh, for, say, PS3 or even some Vita stuff, you're not going to really see unless, like, uh, you go on to, like, specific websites in that regards. But I haven't done it in a while, but uh, I think at one point the PS3 trophies were not even showing up (laughs) for some parts of PS5. But, Hmm. uh, yeah, it, it was an article I just put in there, I just... Just cause, you know, just to add a little bit of, like, uh, fuel to the fire, you know, saying, hey, this is more proof, potentially, that uh, Sony's leading to a Game Pass, like, alternative at this point, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen this going on a lot the last few weeks now, or like, uh, randomly, like, yeah, like, PS3 games are showing up in the store, but like, which I've always have, but now they have prices yep. next to them. Um, uh, people are talking about like, you know, like you said, yeah, like, you've seen trophies pop up for like PS3 games, or you know, just weird things like that. And I, I do, I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I do believe that the what is that? What do they call it? PlayStation. Spartacus, yeah, I believe. Yeah, Spartacus, it. yes. Like their Game Pass, yeah. Um, I do believe that's happening. It's happening soon. Um, you know, the, the, the rumor was spring, so i got to assume in the next couple months we'll be hearing right. about it. Uh, if that if that if it doesn't get delayed or something like that. But um, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's definitely like this is where, like, Part of me is like smoke where you know there's smoke there's fire, but I remember like even like years ago, and this has happened to me multiple times now. Where on the PS4, where it would just be like PS3 games would pop up as like an option to click on in the store, and then you click on it and then like nothing would happen. And I remember like like this happened to me multiple times, and this is like I remember one time even taking a picture of it, sending it to you guys, and it was like, but it just happened to be like right before E3, this happened yeah. to me, and I'm like, oh shit, what if at E3 they announce you know PS3 games or backward compatibility? Um, and like nothing came of it, and like I've happened to me probably a dozen times since then. So I wonder if part of it maybe it's just like these weird things that just happen every so often. And maybe yeah. they have before, but no one's really ever noticed them and paid attention to them. But now that this is going on, well, it's funny you should it. mention that, Tyler, um, because while we were talking, there was another memory I can uh, flash back to, and that was definitely on the PlayStation Three. And this is before PlayStation Now was a thing, and that was when I went onto the page of one of the games that was available on the storefront, which was Catherine, and when I went to go through the buying options, there was a couple of buying options, and one of them was actually, like, uh, the option to, like, stream it or something like that, or download it or whatsoever, and this was on the PS3 storefront, mind you, before, like, uh, PS4 came out and all this stuff, and then not too long after was PlayStation Now, but they went through and announced and uh, quite honestly, there are some similarities with like some bit of what's being showcased over the past couple of weeks with certain prices being put on the PS3 games and this and that. But uh, at the same point, you know, it's like it's one of those hiccups. It could potentially be like what you were just saying, a hiccup inside of like the little matrix thing of this whole <laughs> like storefront, you know, where, oh, OK, well, there's just one crazy ass thing where now it's just ps3 trophies or something like that you know being shown and not just like ps4 stuff like they're supposed to be <laughs> yeah yeah no it's also it's like if they're doing a game pass type thing why is there a price point yes these things when they should just be on game pass unless they're going to be like a game pass thing where it's like or like a backwards compatibility thing where you know i can buy binary domain great game by the way shout out to that game uh i could buy that game which is a 360 game on my xbox yes. series s like and that's that's the way and like they've had that patent now that that's come out that playstation has where they figure out a way to like according to this pat this patent it sounds like maybe they can figure out a way to make ps3 games work on a ps5 oh, that'd be nice. uh which has always been the issue of why we didn't get uh the backwards compatibility sooner or at least being able to download ps3 games which are ps4 because of the way that the game, the PS3 was 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 made, uh, it's just entirely different from any other consoles ever been made before. Uh, so they kind of paint themselves to a corner with that one. So I don't know. I mean, I I believe that this thing Spartacus is happening and it's happening soon. Uh, I'm just not 100 percent behind the fact that this is all tied together because we've seen 
weird shit like this happened over the last right. generation. So, um, but yeah, it's it's really weird. It definitely is. There's like a lot of things are piling yep. up right now. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to, uh, you know, like maybe the Earth is a flat after all, people. <laughs> maybe it's not. Starting to maybe make me make me think that maybe maybe it's a square. Moving on though. Uh, some other news here. Uh, not a lot going on. Like I said, it's kind of a slow news week. We're in that it's, it's January. Not a lot happening. Uh, kind of a couple things here. So apparently, uh, it sounds like the next three call of duty games might be coming into PlayStation. Uh, according to, according to some uh, rumors here, uh, that at least the 2022 and 2023 versions of call of duty will be coming to uh, PlayStation, which always kind of assumes right. the fact that, the uh you know the acquisition of Activision Blizzard wouldn't be going through until mid next year um you know spring summer of next year so at that point you got to assume that you know even though it comes out in November that that so much work has been done they'll probably just release it on the on PlayStation 5 uh but also like I talked about last week PlayStation does have a co-marketing deal with Activision for Call of Duty we just don't know how long that contract goes on for uh, and then apparently they are working on a new uh, Warzone, uh, Warzone 2 or uh, whatever they're going to call it. But, you know, the free-to-play Battle Royale Call of Duty, apparently they're working on a new up, a new version of that. Um, I, I told my dad about that and he was actually, uh, he was cool with it until I told him the part where um, I guess it would be like its own thing. And that none of the things that they paid for in Warzone, the original Warzone would, would come oh, over. Oh, shit. And that pissed well, him yeah, off quite a bit. Understandably. Uh, so, yeah, which is understandable. Yeah. The, you know, I, you, we understand. Like, I understand every year when I buy the new Madden, uh, my my uh, franchise doesn't carry over. But if they did, like, a, uh, a free-to-play type one or, like, a Mutt free-to-play, you know, Madden Ultimate Team free-to-play version, and then, like, oh, yeah, we're going to make a new one. None of, the, none of the money that you paid over the, over the last... X amount of years carries over. Uh, I'd be pretty pissed about that too. So, yeah. Um, so apparently, I mean, which makes sense if they're doing a new Warzone, it's gonna be free to play, um, and it would just make sense to put that on everything because uh, you want to, just as many people as possible playing that thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know too much to add on that. I think it's we're, I, I really think we're not gonna know when that contract ends until they announce that it's exclusive. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna. I really don't foresee us like finding out beforehand. I don't think PlayStation, PlayStation or Xbox is going to say, hey, yeah, the contract's over in 2025. Even if it's like 2035, I bet PlayStation wouldn't say anything. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, anything you got to say on that no, one? No, not really. Okay, damn it. I was hoping you'd give me like five seconds so I could think of something. <laughs> um, so, everybody, five seconds of silence. I just don't like that. <laughs> just don't like it. Uh, but some other news here. Um, so Crisis Four has been announced. Uh, kind of some odd news. We haven't had a new Crisis in like eleven years. Uh, I think twenty eleven was the yeah. last one we had. Um, I man, remember those days when like Crisis came out and it was just like that game. Like that game was like extremely mediocre. It was like a seven. I mean, it's not bad. But I remember it just came out. And it was just like it was like it was like a seven, seven point five kind of kind of game. Uh, that game was so built up because everybody was like, "Does your PC play Crisis?" Because that was like the benchmark. 
If like if your PC could just play Crisis on the minimum, <laughs> excuse me, choke my spit. Uh, minimum settings that you were doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And that game came out and it was just like, eh, it's fine. And then like I don't know, I always thought it was funny. And then I I remember playing Crisis when they put it on the 360, like Xbox Live Arcade, years ago, and it was fine. Uh, but I remember like I loved Crisis too. It's like a badass first-person shooter. You're in the super suit. Um, you got like different abilities. You can use. It was a very cool, awesome game. One of the other games that Red Ring my console, <laughs> uh, my 360 back in the day. Uh, that Medal of Honor, uh, of Football Seven, were were the three that I, I remember. I remember, out of I think I had like eight or nine Red Red Rings. Uh, those are the three I can remember. But I remember like playing Crisis Two, and I that was the first time I remember like playing a game, and I literally thought my 360 was just gonna take off like a jet out of my fucking living room, because <laughs> um, that thing was so fucking loud. Uh, I remember Crisis Three coming out. And that game was just so mediocrely boring that I got to the final boss and like, no, I'm good. I just stopped playing it. <laughs> I was just like, I'm fine. I don't need to like, play this. Was game. The last time you've done that, where you've actually went to a final boss and you're just like, eh, I'm okay. I probably can count on like one hand how many times I've done that. Huh. I don't even know if I've done that ever. Kingdom Hearts two, I did that okay. with. I just got to the final boss. I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. Uh, yeah, Camera's 2 for sure. Um, Crisis 3 is 1. Metal Gear Solid, the one with Raiden. Oh, Metal Gear Solid the... 2? No, 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 no. The, 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 the oh, thing. like Revengeance? Revengeance. I got to the final boss in that one. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm fine. Uh... I don't know if there's much else. That might be the list. There's probably some some other games where I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. Uh, but yeah, those are like the three I could think of on top of my head. But yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like I said, I love Crisis Two back when it came out, but it was very much, it wasn't nothing amazing, but it was just like a very fun game. And then they just tried to like make a Crisis Three, and it was just like, eh, whatever. I don't know. Uh, I'll pay attention to it for sure. Like, there, there's definitely some name in that, but it's just very funny to me. Like, the history of Crisis is just hilarious to me. I don't know. It, I mean, have you ever played the, the Crisis games before? No, not really. I've never actually played, like, Crisis, the series, before. I've always heard the the whole, like, scuttlebutt around, oh, hey, your gaming PC is not a gaming PC if it can't run Crisis on minimum, you know? It's like that type yeah. of shit back then and stuff but yeah i i follow i follow it along in regards to like the whole rating stuff i heard crisis 2 was fairly good crisis 3 mediocre the original crisis was like a pc benchmark even back in like the 2000s but uh yeah yeah I, i'm not surprised that crisis 4 is going to be coming out or if it's actually a thing i actually i actually think it's yeah. kind of surprising that it, it took this long in order to, for the fourth one to come out but uh now we're going to be seeing how this game is going to try to max out fucking PCs. I, I just think it's funny that, like, Crisis went from being, like, can your console play Crisis? Or can your PC play Crisis? To now it's just on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the world we live in now. Where, like, Crisis was, like, the this hot shit. Like, it was very impressive. It was. I'm not trying to sl- slide it, like, the way it looked and the way it ran. 
Uh, but now it's just like gaming has gone so far that now it just runs fine on yep. Switch. <laughs> like, uh, fuck, that's funny. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's good. I would like to. I could see myself living in a world where I'm excited for Crisis Four, and I would like to be a part of that world. Um, you know, if it's a world outside of living in one where they put Frank Sinatra in a fucking Final Fantasy trailer, that would be for two. Um, what a week for for Frank Sinatra! Not only was he in a Final Fantasy trailer, he was in a new episode of Euphoria. I can't talk Euphoria, okay. which is a a fantastic show that everybody should watch. It's on HBO. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's neither here nor there. This is a video game podcast. Uh, but Gable, speaking of video games, we we play video games yes. from time to time. Uh, you mentioned that you got a chance to play yep. some games. Uh, tell me about All it. All right, so it's piggybacking off of like last week's type of stuff where I did end up finishing up Paper Mario. I did use like a bunch of different save states and stuff. And fun fact, this is actually the first time that I've beaten this game full through like all the way from beginning to end without the use of a game shark <laughs> oh my gosh yeah back in the day when uh, i was younger and stuff and a little bit less experienced in regards to like uh, playing fully through like rpgs and stuff yeah it was interesting to it was interesting time, you know, because I'd use the Game Shark in order to try to play through certain games because I didn't have the mental fortitude to go through and power through some of them. And it's funny looking back at it now because now I can actually go through certain games, like I said, like Ninja Guy Den, like really put in the work in order to try to get these games finished. And uh, now I'm at that point where it's like I want to go back to games that I that uh, I tried playing through as a kid but didn't beat it through legitimately. And so even though I did use save states, I did it because for one reason alone, and that was because of this reoccurring glitch that's on the Switch Online stuff to where there are certain points where random... I think it's like a random thing, and I'm not sure if Nintendo was actually issued a patch to fix this thing, but for Paper Mario in general, that there are sometimes you have random freezes that would occur and that would erase save data. I... Fortunately, never encountered this type of glitch during my entire, gosh, no, I think about it, it was uh, around like a 20-some-odd-hour playthrough of Paper Mario that during uh, my whole entire playthrough did not encounter any type of like glitches that erased any type of save data that I got. I mostly just kept to save states and stuff. And the best part about it is it's like getting towards that final hurdle and stuff past chapter seven after you got through and you've uh beaten the final boss of that and then going through the uh the end portion of like uh, chapter eight and stuff and realizing hey i didn't need to use any type of game sharks didn't need to use any type of player's guides to get this point the only thing i used as a point of reference throughout my entire time playing the original paper mario was looking at some tier lists in regards to some of the badges in which I realized after I got towards the end of the game that there were some badges that I completely missed. And be, the reason why I missed is because I had Princess Peach pit, pick them up and forgot to put them inside of the freaking chest. The uh, whole chest that transfers it to that uh, one place that next to where Star Haven and stuff is at. And so I initially <laughs> fucked that up in regards to a couple of badges that I could have had OP like earlier on in the game. But at the same time, it didn't really affect me in regards to 
my enjoyment of playing through the initial final hurdle of Paper Mario. I mean, chapters five, six, and seven were not that bad. I mean, chapter five, especially, I mean, going through with, uh, go with that flower fields and stuff and face off against the boss, like Huff and Puff and stuff. That was not that bad at all. Actually, my whole battle with Huff and Puff revolved around me using the uh, supercharge thing for my jump. And uh, that it's, it's, when you get that is initially when you finally get up to like the, the clouds and this and that. And it's the first badge you literally see once you go up with Mario and stuff up to the clouds. So I got that. I paired it off with a combination of the power bounce, like uh, that whole master dodge badge and stuff. And on top of that, there was a couple other badges that I'm not remembering right now. But I literally took about maybe three or four turns to beat Huff and Puff. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was me not investing a whole lot in HP. It was mostly my build with Mario was doing flower points, badge points, and uh, yeah, I, I had like about 40 badge points, yeah, 40 like badge points and stuff, I had like 25, I want to say HP, and uh, for flower points, I think I was close to around 20 at this point, so I had enough to where I could immediately tackle a challenging opponent, but I would survive maybe with about maybe 10 to maybe 5 life points max. So, yeah, Chapter 5 was fine. Chapter 6, that one was fine as well. I didn't have too many issues with that one. I'm trying to remember which one that was now. What was that? The uh, That wasn't the Yoshi Island. It wasn't the Yoshi's Island one. It was like the uh, – that was Chapter 4. But Chapter 7 went through and that whole entire thing with the Shiver King and this and that. Yeah, it was a little bit more involved. It was a little bit more like longer in the – longer in tooth in terms of navigation considering you had to go through and navigate this ice palace that had you switching like literally switching back and forth between different types of levels and tiers and stuff from a foreground and a background kind of perspective and it kind of tricks you a little bit because sometimes you'll think you'll think that you're seeing a reflection upon like a screen like a like a window or something like that but in actuality it's these type of characters that uh, will mimic mario and is one of his party members and stuff to try to fool you into that and I kind of love the little tongue-in-cheek thing in regards to a joke where uh, your partner character, you'll literally come face-to-face with a copycat, like a couple of different copycats where they'll mimic a character, sometimes your party member, sometimes not so obvious with other characters. Like, oh, hey, I'm your like I'm your partner right here, blah, blah, blah. It's like, don't you remember me? Can't you tell the difference between me? It's like, they'll make it fairly obvious that uh, the other character's that are mimicking your party member and stuff. They'll do little quirks and stuff that are just not, not that recognizable or not that in character with one of your party members. And so I went through, I guess them right each time. And it's funny, the last one, they make it so overtly obvious that these are fakes that they'll portray certain characters from throughout the game that you've encountered, like say your brother, Luigi (laughs) and stuff like that. And like uh, some of the other characters. And it's so funny with that. And they make, little cues to that towards the uh, the middle portion, the end portion, when you go through Bowser's Castle in Chapter 8, to where one of them will, like, uh, transforms Princess Peach. And uh, you think, oh, hey, Peach has escaped. Yeah, we can go through that. But progressively, when you try to exit and stuff, her silhouette, her sprite goes, like, further back and further back and further back up until, like, she's off the screen, right? And he's like, okay, where'd she go? And she go back, and all of a sudden you see one of the uh, characters not cloaked and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. You're just pretending at this point. So it's like, 
you faced off against these characters, do this and that and stuff. But uh, chapter eight was fairly challenging. The final boss with Bowser was was actually fairly challenging because you have to manage using the final attack for like the star spirits and stuff, which is basically trying to neutralize Bowser's star rod. And on top of that, you have to deal with Bowser regenerating his health which those boss battles are never fun. When you have to face off a, an RPG battle where the boss will heal himself almost every couple of turns if you're not doing substantial amount of damage to him. Yeah, it was it was so much of an FU sort of moment of just like, okay, I have this I have this battle pretty well scouted out, you know, this final battle, but uh it's almost like a 15 minute battle now because you wanted to go forth and regenerate your life points and this and that and what closed off that moment was, like, I finally got, like, my partner character. It was literally came out of nowhere to where my partner character actually got through and defeated Bowser with, like, the last, like, uh, little attack that uh, they did. And I'm like, oh, oh, crap. Hey, I actually got it. It's actually come out of nowhere. It's like you can't see his health unless you use, like... Goombario's tattle ability, or if you have a badge that actually will equip, you can equip on to, but uh, at the same time, you don't really want to do that because that'll take away precious badge points to where you can use, like, say, like an HP up or like, a, you know, HP plus or a FP plus or whatever the hell. Now, spoilers, I didn't use any type of F, like, Thawer points plus badges or something. I just used the HP ones to try to get it up to, like, about 40 or 45, like, without having to use too many level ups. So overall, Paper Mario, my entire playthrough, I was so surprised that I literally blew blew through it in about a week. Whereas as a kid, I probably took about a couple months because of trying to get shit going with the game, plus experimenting with badges and trying to do this and that. Plus using the whole Game Shark thing back then, you know, to try to go through and try to do that. But uh, yeah, I'm happy with that playthrough. And it was kind of funny in the middle of my playthrough is when Banjo-Kazooie dropped. And so, of course, I had to play through a bit of Banjo-Kazooie as well. And, uh, yeah, there's honestly, there's nothing really wrong in terms of the emulation of Banjo-Kazooie that I've noticed. No frame rate dips, no weird glitches, no this and that. I'm in the final world of Click Clock Woods where I have, like, about, I think, eight more puzzle pieces in general to collect plus the slew of music notes. And I'm fairly happy because it's like I went through a bunch of them. I wanted to do like try to do it as fast as possible, which I think the fastest time I actually got in blazing through a world was the first world, Mumbles Mumbo's Mountain, like 15 minutes. Okay, that's fine. This and that, you know, the longest I think was Rusty Bucket Bay, which I kind of suspected was going to be like about 45 minutes. So overall, I think. I'm guessing that the total amount of time I'm going to spend probably playing Banjo-Kazooie and probably completing it will probably be maybe eight or nine hours max, which it's it's that's, that's not bad. It's not, like, great at all. But at the same time, I've played through the game multiple times. It's just one of those times where it's like every few years I want to play through a game like Banjo-Kazooie, which I like playing, and it's good. But other than that, though, I am definitely craving trying to play some Pokemon Legends Arceus. We'll track down that game pretty soon. If I can't find it in the next day or two, I'm probably going to probably order it online or some shit because I don't want to buy it digital. I want to own the physical copy of it. I mean, I could have played it already, but at the same point, I'm like, I really want a physical copy for my Switch because I don't want to take up any more of my space storage and stuff. So, yeah, it's, that's gaming for me this week. But, Tyler, 
The ball is now in your court. Okay. Uh, I played a handful of games this week. I'm just going to run through real fast before I get to the, the meat and potatoes. Uh, Windjammer was two. Played a couple, played a, probably an hour of that. I suck at that game. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, the game is uh, feels like a 72 and open critic. <laughs> uh, which double checking. That's exactly what it is. Uh, nobody saves the world. I played like five hours into it this week. Uh, very fun. I like the game quite a bit. Uh, it is like a dungeon crawler. Uh, but the, the kick is that you uh, play as somebody as name. No, he's a nobody. He doesn't remember who he is. Um, and but he can he finds this wand and he can transform into different forms. Uh, it's kind of think of it like Pokemon. Okay. In one way, which I'll get to Pokemon here in a minute. Uh, where you go through dungeons uh, and you gain experience, but there's like the way you gain experience is like each character has like different things they got to do. Like kill X amount of enemies with this, or do X amount of damage with this with this attack, whatever, blah blah. And then you have an overall uh, like levels you gain. Um, but you like you have a skill tree that you have like for your your characters, but you unlock new forms by getting to new level, unlocking new levels with right. those characters. So sometimes you're a horse, um, or a bodybuilder. Or an archer, or a knight, or a turtle, um, or a ghost. Uh, it's just a very fun dunk game. This is a Guacamelee guac guys. It's on Game Pass. Uh, it just came out last week. Like I said, I put about five hours of this. I really, really, really love this game. Um, I just hit a point where I just kind of got like stuck, and the progression system kind of sucks. Where um, when you're in the main, like there's like a handful of like areas where like it's part of the main story. Uh, and when you're in those, you don't unlock new levels or nothing you do counts towards uh, beating challenges, uh, which is what you need to do to unlock new characters or increase like uh, damage or uh, increase your overall level for like uh, your stats. Uh, and I got stuck in one area in one of the main levels and like, you have to kill so many enemies on the floor before you go to the next floor. And I finally did it after like the fifth attempt. I got like, you had to kill like a hundred guys before you can go to the second floor. And there's four floors and I died on mm -hmm. the third floor. And then I had to redo all three floors over again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh, but I love, I actually really, really like this game. I know I just need to go grind some more, maybe a little bit uh, and get better and maybe work some different stats. Uh, if, if, Pokemon Legends Arceus and Horizon and Kirby and Advanced Warfare or Advanced Warfare, Advanced Wars or Forspoken were on the on the way in the next few months. Uh, I would definitely be this would be definitely a game I'd stick to, but there's just bigger, better games coming out right now that are um, mega challenging. But if you are looking for a game, you have game you have Game Pass, you're looking for like a really fun uh, time sync that's also very fun and worthwhile. Really, really, really like this. I really like this game. It's just like I said, uh, just too many, too many other big games coming out this time of year. That's hard for me. I, I don't know. I'd like to say that I'll go back to this when I have time, but I probably won't. Uh, but it's I, I, I don't want to feel like I'm feel like I'm shitting on the game. I'm really, I'm really trying not to, because um, I actually like that game quite a bit. And it got me ten points on, fan, on my fans critic league. So, uh, more, more reasons like it. But the reason, um. I am here to talk about games this week. 
Pokemon Legends mm. Arceus. Arceus? 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 Yeah, Arceus. Whatever. Arceus, Arceus, whatever. Um, Gables, I have. I want you to ask me okay. two questions. One, what time did I go to bed last night? And two, what time did I wake up this morning? Okay, so my guess is the time you went to bed last night is probably like around 2 a.m. The when you woke up is probably around 6. Add an hour to each, 3 a.m. or 7 a.m. <laughs> you want to know why? Oh, so close. <laughs> you were. Why? I was playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, I got off work yeah. yesterday. Sat down, played some Pokemon. Saturday night, I was recording as usual. Came up, this game came out yesterday. I stopped, picked this up on the way home. I uh, had it pre-ordered. Uh, Gables, I poured myself a pot of coffee. Mm-hmm. I drank said pot of coffee. And I played some motherfucking Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, I would have played more today, uh, but I had to go over and help my parents with some, with some house cleaning and shit like that. Uh, so, but Gables, as of right now, I am 13 hours in. This Jesus game. Christ. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 13 hours uh, like a day or two. <laughs> if I didn't have to sleep, um, it's been, I've had it for 24 hours. Uh, if I didn't have to sleep, watch Royal Rumble, um, or go help my parents with work, I'd probably be like 24 hours in. Damn. Um, I am loving this fucking game, hmm. Gables. I don't want to like overblow it. Where like this is Breath of the Wild. Um, this isn't Game of the Generation, but my God, this we talked about this when this first was announced. This is the game that we wanted when we were kids, and it is so fucking close to that game gables i love there's so many things i love about this game gables and i don't know what if you got questions please stop me at any point in time ask questions okay i got so many things i want to say that i'm probably gonna forget some things I want all to right say. would you um, i do have some, would, okay i'll ask one question right there before i let you continue it's like do you think that this is a great base for a pokemon game to build upon yes my example i was going to use was and this is an example I used a long time ago when we first started this podcast eight right. nine years ago. Watchdogs. I said Watchdogs, the first one. Man, this game is so fucking close. Watchdogs, who game? And I know it didn't sell as well, but that game was fucking awesome. People loved that game. That did play it, and I feel this is Watchdogs, Gables. This is a Watch Watchdogs, um, where. This game is so fucking close. Watch, I mean, I, it's, I think it's better than original Watch Dogs, but you know what I mean. We're like, we are so fucking close to what we want. It is on the cusp. Um, yeah, man, I love almost everything about this game. Where I love, it's pretty difficult, actually. Like, you don't want to just go around and fuck around and, and fight Pokemon and have Pokemon battles. Like, there's not really a lot of Pokemon battles. Um, there's barely any, honestly, like with trainers. Um, you know, you, you, you're in this world where um, it's kind of like looked down upon to put Pokemon in Pokeballs. Uh, it's even the fact of just owning Pokemon is a new thing. Po- like, you're literally building the first Pokedex. Um, you know, like, the, the whole thing is you're just researching and learning about Pokemon. Um, you know, like the really it's it's very much Pokemon Let's Go, Pokemon Go esque, where really the goal of the game is just catching Pokemon 
watching Pokemon, studying Pokemon, um, you know, where the goal is like each Pokemon um, has, uh, you know, you have the Pokedex you're building, which is literally a notebook because obviously we don't have, um, this is a few hundred years in the past of Pokemon. Uh, and each Pokemon has like a level, like a research level, one through 10. And the goal is to get to level 10 not like battle wise, like you would think of like a Pokemon battling, get to 10, but like researching, understanding each Pokemon, uh, get to level 10 where like, uh, you have goals. You can see, you don't have to do all the goals, but just some of the goals, um, where, you know, catch X amount of versions of these Pokemon, see this Pokemon use this move X amount of times or battle or defeat this many Pokemon or, uh, I don't know, like, or like see see this po- evolve this many forms of this Pokemon mm. kind of thing like you know like I said there's like sometimes there's there's a bunch of things you can do to learn but like the level cap is ten for that part but you don't have to like do every single one of them you still get points like and overall you do have a Pokemon like I'm gonna jump around I'm sorry guys but there's so much things I want to talk about and I don't want to forget anything so I'm gonna jump around so bear with me um so like like I said you can hit the level cap fairly easy for that research right um. But you can still earn points, which you need to earn points uh, to like up your rank on the Galaxy team, which you're part of the Galaxy team, which is the Galaxy team is the overall story of the game. There's a, there's a story to it. I don't really want to go into details. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's good enough that you want to keep going in the game. Uh, but over, the overarching thing is like the Pokedex. Um, but like you're in this Galaxy team and you like start as like the bottom rank and the more you learn, the more experience, the more you learn about Pokemon, each individual Pokemon, each evolution of that Pokemon, uh, the, the more like you, know, you catch five po- five versions of this Pokemon, you defeat ten versions of this Pokemon, you see this Pokemon use strong style five times, like whatever. Like Even though you might have maxed out that level of research, um, you still earn points and you get points which you use to upgrade to get to the next rank of the, of the galaxy team i'm like rank five right now there's 10 is the max rank and the think of them think of the ranks for galaxy team as like ba- uh, gym okay. battles. um so like every time you get to a new rank of the galaxy team you it raises the like the level of which pokemon will listen to you so like rank two pokemon up to level 20 will listen to you rank three 30 mm-hmm. and so on and so forth uh, but there's 10 ranks um there's no dungeons in this thing at least as, as far as i've seen uh, the worlds are semi-open. There's not like one big open world, but there's like different open areas. So every time like, you're in the the city, Jubilee, Jubilee, Jubilee Stadium yeah. or Jubilee City, uh, and it's just like there's a there's a a barber shop, there's a clothes shop, there's uh, a crafting area. So like, now you can like craft. Uh, you can still buy and sell things like you get like nuggets. Um, uh, the, the the dust the bright dust called. uh bright dust yeah um you can still buy and sell things like you can buy pokeballs uh you can or crafting items but then you, know, you can craft pokeballs and potions and stuff like that uh and like you have like a certain amount of spaces that you can you can keep in like your satchel that you can hold things like you can, you actually have to like uh you can send pokemon out so like there's a tree with berries on it you actually like throw a pokeball out like you throw your pokeball when your pokemon out and it'll hit the like a like headbutt the tree essentially and knock the 
knock the stuff out. And you'll you don't have to go pick it up. It'll pick oh. it up for you. And cool thing is that you get you get experience points for doing that with that not- Pokemon. So you like not a lot, not a lot, but like a little bit. Um enough to like it's worth it. But like you could pick up you'll pick up uh flowers throughout the world. They use the craft things or you've like like I said, like there's like maybe there's like these like rocks that you can break that will give you um, things you need to, to craft Pokeballs or potions or um, bear, make or maybe like you can find berries that you use to distract Pokemon and then it makes it easier to catch them. Um, yeah, there's just so man, there's so fucking much in this game. Like you can battle Pokemon, knock them out, like I said. Uh, and there's like I just what I think a lot about this most is like when you do battle or like you do like you do interact with Pokemon, like the act of catching a Pokemon, the act of battling a Pokemon is so fucking fast that like you can battle and, and do a whole Pokemon battle uh, and be done in seconds. Mm. Or you can catch, you can catch a Pokemon. Like you almost, you're almost better off just like it almost like, I don't want to say penalizes you, but you're almost better off just not battling Pokemon. Uh, like it's just more about so much catching Pokemon uh, and there's like strategies to it, like where you can like, if you like hit them with the Pokeball, uh, hit him in the back, it makes it more likely you'll catch them. Or if you like, you want to battle that Pokemon, you throw them in, you, they don't see you coming. Like you can crouch and hide in the in the grass, and they can't see you, and you throw it, and they're not looking at you, and you hit them in the back. You you get the one up advantage, or like now you get to you get to go first. Uh, you get the strong style and the agile style, where like after you like you have to master a move. Which I, I I'm not 100 sure, but like it seems like you have to like use the move so many times that you master it, mm. and now you can do one of now you can do one of three. You can do a normal mode, a normal move, or you can do an agile move, which it does less damage, but you'll it makes it more likely that you'll get to go again sooner. You get to attack because it's no longer all right. You go, I go. You go, I go. Now you can see like this menu here, like the next eight moves, and it's like okay, well if I use agile, I could possibly attack two times in a row or maybe I can get two of the three, the three of the next four or two of the next three, or it, it does less damage or I can do strong style where I get this attack and then he gets attacked two times in a row, but it's going to do more damage. So it's always a trade off. It's kind of interesting where like you, maybe you get into a tougher battle and it's like, like, cause most, I say 9% of the time it doesn't really matter. Cause like I said, most battles are over in, in seconds. But some battles, like, there are different, there's tougher Pokemon, or sometimes, like, you're battling an actual trainer. Uh, with that stuff, like, you're going to have six, seven different turns. Uh, and you want to be a little more strategic mm. about it. And then, like I said, this game is more difficult, where, like I said, like, you can't just, like, go through a dungeon and just grind, like, Pokemon battles out and just grind levels by battling Pokemon. Like, you could, like, you will get fucked up real fast fairly easily and sometimes like it's cool like so many different pokemon each pokemon like some pokemon they see you they run away so pokemon they see you they attack you um and if they're if they try to decide to attack you you can't catch them you gotta like you gotta fight them either gotta run away or you're gonna fight them and weaken them to it to catch them if you want to or you can just knock them out uh and it's it's way more intelligent we're like i was talking about like earlier uh, a few months ago a couple months ago when we were talking about pokemon brilliant diamond and pearl where like I was complaining, like it's just so easy. Where like I was knocking out uh, a thunder type Pokemon with my water type Pokemon in one hit because I was so over leveled. 
The game is so branded, you're just tapping A to get yeah. to the next thing. And this one, it's so based off of like, like it, you actually really need a strategy here. Where like, I don't want to just go in like I can't just send my, uh, I don't know, fucking Pikachu in against this Graveler and get away with it. Like, no, you gotta like, you gotta put like a water type out there to attack this ground type or you got to send a you see like a, a grass type pokemon you better send a fire type out because he will fuck you up and even like if they do have an advantage over you a normal attack well, could do a good chunk of damage to you Where like i fought pokemon where like i'm a 38 and there are 30 and they would hit and but i have like even though i might have the advantage on them like i'm a fire type and they're a water type and i got a, a 10 level advantage on you they'll still one hit ko me no fucking wow. problem. Like, I, I, it, 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 it's not like Dark Souls hard, but it's definitely like, it, you gotta stop and like, okay, what, what is that Pokemon week two again? What does that Pokemon do again? Like, for me, like that Love Gen one and two, and like, there's a lot of different combinations of different gens here where it's like, I don't really know much about this this type. I don't know what the kind of moves they do. I don't know what it's weak against. Um, you know, things like that. And that's for like the, doing the research. Like maxing out that research level on these guys, or just I don't know, maybe doing a quick Google search on what this guy is weak against. And like I've done that a few times, where I'm like, I'm about to fight this guy. I better go look it up real fast before I send out the wrong Pokemon and get fucked up. Uh, and it does a good job where like you can fast travel mm-hmm. back to like each section you're in that has multiple camps you can go to, uh, and there's like you know you can trade out Pokemon if you want to. There's a shot, you know, there's a guy that you can buy and sell things to. There are like there's like a chest there that you can like put your crafting items. And the nice thing is you don't have to keep the crafting items on you as, as you go, uh, which is important because you don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of rooms in your satchel to begin with, um, and you can still craft things without carrying them around with you, which is awesome. Um, and like there's like the alpha Pokemon. So if you see Pokemon with red eyes, they're usually a higher level, uh, and they're much they're bigger and stronger than uh like i know like you might see a psyduck um that is like twice the size of a normal psyduck and he's got red eyes and he's way more powerful and you can you can catch them if you they're way harder to catch but if you if you like if you catch them or defeat them in battle you're gonna earn a shit ton of experience points but there's that there's that you know that yin and yang there where like do you want to get ballsy with it do you want to take advantage of it uh and like I said, they can like sometimes they might just attack you straight on. They might attack your your character as you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if there's any like I said, if there's anything you want to ask, you almost go ahead and interrupt me. But uh, I'm just having some a fucking blast going through this game. Um, there are like a, there are like I said, they're like they're very close to getting what I want. There's a lot of issues. A, it's on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, which we talked about a long time ago, where I'm like, when they first announced this game, like, me and a lot of people were like, okay, this pretty much confirms that, like, the, the Pro is coming out, the Switch Pro is coming soon, because this game looks kind of bad in, in, on, on this thing, like, in trailers. They're, sh- like, the advertising for this thing. Um, you know, we didn't get it. Uh, and I'll show, I showed Gables a video that I took on my Switch, and I, I showed him, where, like, I, there's a Gyarados in the background, like, and it looks like he's moving in like stop yep. motion, like it's just, it's just like skipping frames. Uh, it's not even like slowing down to like ten frames a second. Like it just looks like he's just skipping actual frames. Uh, and you see that a lot. Uh, 
just kind of ugly to look at, which I'm not like trying to be a graphic sub. I'm not like I've talked about before. If this thing just ran at like a solid 30 frames a second all the time, I'd be totally happy with it. I don't need 60. I don't need this thing to be in 4K or even 1080. Just, you know, a solid frame rate and look pretty good. And I'd be fine with that. Uh, it it struggles a lot at that point, especially when there's a lot going on, on the screen. Much like, you know, like a Breath of the Wild did when that game, that game launched. Like that thing, if a lot of things started happening, all of a sudden those frames dipped to 12. Or like Age of Calamity, that game was one of the worst playing first party games I've, I've ever played on the Switch. Um, like it's not that bad, but it's, 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 there's, it trudges at moments. Uh, just weird choices, like there's side quests you can do, like a lot of side quests. They're called requests. Uh, it's just the way they're laid out. It just is weird. Where, like, so normally, like in most games, like open world games, or, you know, you would, you got quests and you would see, like, okay, these people have things they want you to do. You go talk to them, get the quest, and then you go, and maybe you do those quests, and it'll tell, like, you go back to the area, and, like, it'll tell you, like, it'll show on the map, or it'll show on your screen, like, you complete this quest, you can go talk to that guy. But it doesn't do that. So, like, you have to go, like, individually go look up all your, like, side missions you yeah. have open and click on them individually and, like, then go back to your map and then see, like, okay, where's this guy at? And, like, can I talk to him? Like, it doesn't show you where he is. You, like I said, without, like, going in there, like, and, like, clicking on it and checking it and then going to see if, like, go talk to that guy to find out if you've done that mission, if you've done a good enough job or, like, if you completed it or even where he is. Mm-hmm. Um just very like two generations ago uh, of options of like this is like six steps to complete a quest like that shit we would have done in three like that was shit that like died off in the 360 era or like there's a bulletin board where you can pick up side missions and normally you would just go to that bull like most open world games you go you go to that that bulletin board you pick up that side mission now you have to have the side mission no in this game you pick up the side mission, but to actually get the side mission, then you have to go talk to that mm-hmm. person to get the side mission. And it doesn't tell you where that person oh, is. Oh, there we go. To get that side mission, you got to find the person, or like I said, go and make that your like your your goal to do. Like that's your main mission. Then it'll show you on the map if you're in the area, if you're in that section where he is, and then you go talk to him. Then it will give you the side like. So many weird, like, like, why is this the thing going then? Like, after you complete right. the mission, then you have to go back and talk to them and tell them he did the mission. Like, I understand this takes place in the long, long ago before like Pokedexes and phones were a thing, but it's like, we've gone, we've grown past this. Like, don't make me do this. Don't make me go leave what I'm doing to go complete this quest. Just complete the fucking quest when I complete the quest. Um, I don't know. Just a lot of like, it's just a lot of like minor inconveniences that kind of like trudge away through this this game sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah, I like I don't know. Like I'm so I'm all over the map in this game. We're like I so badly hope we get a, we get a sequel to this because like I said, if this comes out on a new the Switch Pro, the Switch Two, whatever. And just looks a little bit better, but runs a solid 30. Like I said, that's bottom of my issues. But we're, this game is so fucking close to being like game of the generation level. Like we're there, Gables. Mm. We're so fucking there. Like 
you know, Breath of the Wild is like that's S tier kind of shit, like game of generation thing. This is like B B plus tier kind of game. We're like we are we are we are within sniffing distance mm. of being what we want this thing to be. The game that when we were when we were a kid in 1996-97 playing Pokemon Red and Blue for the first time like losing our fucking minds. This is the game we dreamt of mm. and we are so goddamn close. And I hope to God they don't take the wrong message from this of like the complaints and like okay, well we're not going to do that again. Like I hope they like take take the criticism and are like okay, cool. Well they like they love this. They didn't really care for that and the build upon that. I just I do, I just don't want them to fully go back to what we know of Pokemon and hope that this is the future of Pokemon because this is this is what I want. Like it's not perfect. Like I don't I don't know. Like I don't love the idea of like grinding to like I don't know. Like I don't. Know, it's tough because like I don't want being an old time to be like every game, but like. The idea of this is what I want. I would love a modern day of what we see from most Pokemon games of this. Um, you know, where they, we actually have Pokedexes and we you know, we live in the modern day kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just all over the map. We're like, I don't know. I've seen reviews all over the place on this one. And I, I definitely see it because I'm all over the place. On this one. I'm, like, I'm not like, you know, an IG in Italy giving it a 5 out of 10. Uh but I'm also not giving it like a 9.5 out of 10 kind of thing. You know, like I'm definitely in that eight ish range on this one Gables. Um, I mean, like I said, it's so fucking close. Uh, I will say this though. If this wasn't Pokemon, this was any other game. I probably wouldn't give a shit about it. I probably wouldn't even like it immediately. So, uh, but the fact that it's Pokemon and I had that fanboy in me to a certain extent. Um, I love it. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't want to stop playing it. I want to keep playing it. Uh, like I said, if, you know, I had done my parents out sleeping and uh, watching the Royal Rumble weren't a thing, I'd have a lot more time for this <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else you want to ask, Gables, or if there's anything else. Well, not really much too many much like questions or something I want to ask. There's just one thing that does cyclones on my mind, and uh, it's referring to what I said earlier, a question that I earlier, and you said yes, that this is definitely like a base that's going to be built upon and this and that, you know? You know, started thinking about it, you know, it's like we've heard rumors even before Legends Arceus was a thing to where there was like this new type of foray they were going to attempt to go through for like the next mainline Pokemon games and stuff. And considering that there are rumblings that they are considering this game kind of like a mainline sort of Pokemon game in general, Legends Arceus and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched the next major generation of Pokemon games. Probably the next new one is probably going to be something similar to this. And hopefully it's going to be like on a next Switch system or even like a updated yeah. Switch system that runs consistently and built upon what you have just described to me. Without even playing it, you know, I know this is something I'm going to be wanting to play. But yeah, hearing what you've already gone through and what you've already accomplished and spending 13 hours playing this game, like in the span of like a day and a half of owning it. Yeah, that gives me good feelings about a that. A day, a day, yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I would say this, like, you could see, like, them building to this with, like, the wild area and sword and shield, 
the Let's Go games. Um, like, just think of Let's Go, the the open area, the wild area, whatever it was called in Shore and Shield, and they try to put that in Breath yeah. of the Wild. And this game so badly wants you to think you're Breath of the it's Breath of the Wild. Like the new trailer they put out, uh, they put like a three minute trailer out earlier this this week, um, and they try to hit on everything you can think of Breath of the Wild. And that's something we talk about over and over again. Like every that original trailer, like you walk out and you're standing on top of like a, a cliff, the, the piano flutters, and it's like you can see the whole fucking world. Like they so badly want you to think. This is Breath of the Wild. You're walking around the world every now and again. You just be walking, and then you just hear like the, the wind blow, the piano flutters. And you're like, oh man, <laughs> this is Breath of the Wild. It feels like Breath of the Wild. Like they they very they do their a very good job of like trying to put you in there. I think sometimes to it to its you know to a bad place though, where it's like it reminds you like you're not Breath of the Wild yet, but you're close. You know, it's like you know, you you see that mountain over there. Well, you can't go there. You know, it's not like Breath of the Wild. We're like, you see that over there? You can go there. This ain't Breath of the Wild. Where it's like, you see that cliff that's got a two-foot incline? You can't go off that cliff. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? You see that water over there? You can't go in that water. <laughs> like, you know, there's they. You see that? You see? Uh, you have this fire type Pokemon, and there's that grass right there. You can't set it on fire. Uh, oh, it's raining outside. You think your Thunder Pokemon will be? Uh, will be more powerful. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, they do it. They, like I said, sometimes it was detriment. They try to tell you it's breath of the wild, but, uh, man, like I said, I keep saying it and I'm going to keep saying it. They're so fucking close. Gables. Oh my God. They are so, well, just... I, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's game of the year contender. I don't think it is, but that, if they, if they build upon this and they do what they think they can do, it's it's game of the generation. Oh my god! I just got this mental image, man. With you describing like uh, the different types of elements that would make it Breath of the Wild ish, and the whole example of like you see that field of grass setting, you could set the damn field on fire. I just imagine you going into like with your fire Pokemon. It's like, oh, here's a bunch of Oddish right here. It's like, I wonder what happens if I do this. It's like, oh my god, they're all on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, or you have like a Steelix. And it's like lightning out, and he fucking gets shocked by lightning in the middle of a battle. <laughs> yeah, and it just no sells it whatsoever. It's like, uh, uh. He's like, it's, I'm immune to it. I'm fine. It's just fine. Uh, yeah. Or he's just like riding in the water with the fucking Gyarados, and he gets shot by lightning and kills him. All. Uh, yeah. But like I said, it's man. I, I mean, keep playing more of it. I'm really liking it. I, I've heard. I did do some minor searches without spoiling anything for myself. Uh, where there's like two endings to this oh. game. There's two credits that roll. Uh, there's the main story, and there's if you want to do everything story. Uh, and I looked up what we had to do to do the second part. Uh, and fuck that. <laughs> uh, it looks real bad. Um, it, yeah. So I heard you could beat the game in about 25, 30 hours. Um, depending on how much grinding you do, obviously. But if you want to do everything, if you want to do the 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 final final ending, you gotta put like sixty ah. hours into it, which uh, no thanks. But yeah, that's uh everything I've been playing. Uh, definitely be talking about more next week. Gables, hopefully you can find yourself a copy here soon. Yeah. Because uh, I I think I think you'll love this mm-hmm. game. Uh, I can't wait to hear you talk about it. But uh, 
think that's going to wrap it up for us this week, guys. Uh, like all that, please uh, like, follow, subscribe. We're everywhere. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Um, you name it, we're on it. Um, please leave us, like I said, leave us reviews, five stars, uh, thumbs ups, comments, shares. Shares is the big one. Uh, subscribe, follow, whatever. I uh, really would appreciate it. Um, but I, I'm just And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And, yep. uh, hey, Gables? Too sweet, man. <laughs> See ya.